real quick, uh, the audio was messed up from this one. And so what you're going to listen to is just the Skype call audio. It still sounds pretty good, but there might be some weird clipping and, you know, because I couldn't edit the individual tracks, we might talk over one another, but um, everything else, all the content is still there. So that's it. Just so you know. Guys, this movie has a karate witch in it. A karate witch! Jamie? Yeah? Laura? Yes. Let's go watch Spellbinder. Good times, great movies. We're an 80s movie podcast where every other week we watch a different movie from the 80s and then we talk about it. I'm one of your two hosts. My name is Doug McCambridge. And with me, as always, wearing... Oh, Jamie, I've never noticed that necklace before. No, it's just from my coven. Do you know what a coven is? No, I have no idea. Is that like an oven? Ah, Like an oven for cubs? I don't know. Exactly. (laughs) It's uh, Jamie Lorello. Um... And as everybody knows, I'm sure everybody listening already knows this, we are doing something which we refer to as the Summer of Sidekicks, only because we like alliteration. Uh, And joining us this week is Laura from Fatal Femmes. Laura, how are you? And thank you for coming on. Oh, no. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here. Uh, you don't even know. Y'all are one of my favorite podcasts, so I'm like fangirling out here for Inside. <laughs> I love it. Don't worry. We will ruin that in no time. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, really, I mean, first of all, I have been on your show several times, and it's always so much fun. So, it's it's sort of neat to have you Thank sort you. of in our house, let's say that. There you go. And uh, one thing, I kind of said this sort of before we started the show um, about how we bring on guests and and what do we do, Jamie, Back to the Future 2, and then we did Roadhouse, which are like big, especially Roadhouse is one of those like huge oversights with our show. I think I said it on the episode where I was like, the moment I mentioned anybody, we did an 80s podcast. Sorry, not anybody. Um, men, uh, the moment <laughs> I mentioned two men, what we do, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, you've covered Roadhouse, Roadhouse right. And we hadn't, uh, six plus years into this. Um, I assumed I should have known better, uh, mm. knowing some of the guests we were going to have on that everybody was going to bring these big mega blockbuster hits that you and I, I mean, we haven't even talked about Ghostbusters, honestly. True. And Laura, you brought us a movie here and I think so spellbinder why did you bring this to us how did you like what i guess what connected this movie to your appearance if that's a question that makes any sense at all uh yes so being who i am i when you asked me to come on and um pick a movie i could not do that so i had a list of like 15 (laughs) i narrowed it down to i think five or six that I sent you and was like, 
which one do you think would fit with your show better? Um, of course, you know, all 80s movies. And I think this was one of the top ones that you you picked two and was like, okay, which one? And I said, this one will be good. Okay. Um, because I have a hard time making decisions. So, <laughs> but, but, but okay, okay. I'm I, in the I guess same that, boat, my friend. That brings me to, first of all, I will I will share a secret of why I pick movies for this. Um, I always like to choose movies I've never seen before. So, uh, you know, spoiler. Um, how did this come to your attention in the first? Like, how did this even make your list as a possibility? On the, on the top 15? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so my podcast, uh, Fatal Films, we look at women in horror, mystery, and thrillers. Um, and this was one that I had watched, I think, as a possibility for that because it has witches in it and it was labeled as a horror movie. Although, I mean maybe horror light, but uh, it's not really a horror movie. Pretty scary, those, de- those demonic voices in the answering machine. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Pretty scared. <laughs> anyway, um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, no, no, you're good. Um, and I had decided that I didn't think it would really fit, but then it was like, oh, 80s, this is fun. Maybe we'll do this one. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, okay. All right. I, I, we do not, we say this every stupid episode where we're like, we don't want to spoil our feelings. And then immediately we're like, this was dog shit. Or something. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to try so hard not to do that. Cause I think our, uh, especially our previous guest, how enthused he was about Roadhouse and Very. how by at the end, Jamie and I were just like, meh. <laughs> I think, I don't want to say we tricked him the whole time, but it was a great conversation and everything. But so I don't, I don't want to ruin um, my thoughts and feelings about this right out of the gate, but it is Spellbinder from 1988. Late 80s. Directed by Janet Greek, who is like a television mainstay. Like, after this movie, I was like, I need to look up this woman. I want to know what she did. I want to know what's going on. And she did a ton of, like, she did a bunch of, I think she did Babylon 5 episodes and Melrose Place stuff. Like, she's she's in TV. Well, look at her. Yeah, but I found out uh-huh. um, she directed another movie, or her first feature i believe right before this one and i think she only did two feature films which i yes. will say again spoiling my thoughts what a shame she should have done spellbinder 2 i'm gonna say <laughs> um she did a movie called the ladies club and jamie yeah. i don't know where we can find this i don't know when we should do this movie but it's about a woman who was a uh, sexual assault or rape victim oh and then she gets together, like she basically builds a team, like a vigilante uh, team of other a rape fellow victims. Yes. Oh wow! To, How empowering in the eighties, eighty six. Wow! To kind of like hunt down, and I don't know about murder. I haven't seen it. Guys who get off, like on technicalities like i can't believe this is a movie and i totally want to watch this thing yeah i love it yeah it's on my list to watch as well because i am sad that she didn't do more movies but yeah her television credits are insane she's worked on like most major shows in the 80s and 90s era 
yeah, which I mean, good for her. Like, I'm glad she is working. That, that's mm-hmm. or has worked for a very long time. A thing, a woman director that keeps on keeping on. Yeah, <laughs> who would have thought that would ever yeah. happen? Hollywood, that fickle place. But yeah, no, that's that's groovy. But it was it was one of the things where at the end of this, I. I say this sometimes on the podcast and Jimmy makes fun of me, but the <laughs> twists and turns of this movie, I was very, very, so like at the end, I was like, I wonder what this woman went on to do. And I looked and I went, Oh, no more feature films. And that was kind of surprising. I I'm sure this was not a big hit at the time. Again, I had never, I don't think it made much money from what I saw, yeah, but I hadn't I, really heard of it. And, no. and I think, the other thing, let's just let's just get this out right now. I understand why Tim Daly went into TV and Wings. I don't think he's a great actor, um, but I mean, these are two beautiful people taking their clothes off on screen, so that was fine. <laughs> that worked. I, yeah, it is. It's a very pretty movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's let's get into it. Um, so, Jamie, like. Kelly Preston, like we have, we watched her. RIP, right? Yeah, R.I.P. Of course. Yeah. Um, I know. What What have we seen her in for this podcast? I know we I watched her in Secret think. Admirer, and we were not crazy, crazy. about that no. movie. No. Um, um, that was the only one I can think of. I, I, well, she had that kind of her hair color. Her, I thought she, I, I enjoyed my Kelly Preston. Yeah. In this. Oh, she was in lie. Space Camp, where she oh, yeah, was, she was in Space belts. Camp. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So let's let's get into this movie. We have to talk about it. I I cannot wait. Um. So we open at the lengthy basketball. <laughs> There's a lot of basketball to start this. So movie. long. I don't know why it was necessary for the basketball game to be that long. Because it's like this is not a basketball movie. But yeah, we get a lot of banter between the guys and stuff that is kind of unnecessary well letting you know how how they are they're bros right because there's a lot of banter that happens they're very sensitive sensitive bunch for sure i mean i don't know i don't know the last (laughs) bros i hung out with at a b-ball game but they they're 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 sensitive there's a lot of like unnecessary bro-y stuff that goes on this movie like the amount that these three dudes are invested in this guy's sex life is upsetting then at work when they're talking about this on their lunch break when they're on lunch break outside yeah it was like they're hanging on your every word because you didn't have sex with this woman i guess yeah I kept expecting them to do the thing where they're like, oh, we're all married, so we live through you. But they never said that. One guy talked about being married, but so, well, yeah. Well, one guy know. had his bachelorette party or his bachelor party at, at the dude's yeah. place, right? He's like, yeah, not like that time. That was his bachelor party. Um, There's all sorts of stuff with it. I don't want to get too hung up on his friend. I mean, his one friend is super important to this movie. I um, know. Who knew why? <laughs> but his schlubby friend, like when she's reading his fortune and everything, she's like, Oh, winter solstice is not gonna be good for you. You're gonna lose someone important to you. And I was like, Is she talking about his friend's secretary? I didn't later on I was like, What is she oh, talking about? Piecing it all together. I didn't think about that. Because the guy's sitting there while she's reading his poem, he seems to be sitting next to a woman who is pregnant. So I was like, That's his pregnant wife, and I was ready for some like 
miscarriage thing to happen in this movie. You wanted to see the fortune through. You're like, <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> really? What? I, I kind of did, and I don't like how Kelly Preston says solstice instead of solstice. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice it early on, but later I was like, oh, no, no, coach, to help you figure that out is that is that your la accent coming through whatever that might be <laughs> it's the way the coven says it perhaps and, right. and i think this whole basketball scene is also to establish that he has a bad back which isn't really i mean he lays against the wall and the floor and looks in pain but he never like reaches for his back or anything like that nobody there's some so there's some damage done to his back yes. at the at the game and he's just going to take a nice bath. That's all he yeah. does. <laughs> a nice warm bath will help me. And my back aches. And doesn't want to go out for beers after. That's for no. sure. There's, you know, they want to go grab some snacks. And then it's funny because the whole group decides. Well, it's like if one soldier's down, we're all going to go down. <laughs> he wants to go take a tubby, then the none of us are going out for a drink. We'll just, we'll just reconvene some other night. Yeah. We'll see each other at work tomorrow. And, uh. We get to know a little bit. What is so? I wrote down his dog and his cat's name because they were. I did too. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know his name. His name is what, Jeff. Wait, what, Jeff. Okay, thanks. Wait, what I, are his dog and cat's name? Like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, or something like Samson and Delilah, something like that, right? Uh, you're Goliath close. and Davy. Goliath the dog and Davy the cat. All right. Okay. Yeah. Which he is a terrible pet owner. Oh, he's the worst. <laughs> I don't know how. If y'all care about spoilers early on in the episode or not, Do but I'm not everything. upset about what happens to him because he just let his dog run off and is like, ah, he does that. And he comes back. He runs away when there's witches about trying to kill me. He just runs away and he'll come back. Oh, you think? You think and I love how he says that because Kelly Preston seems upset and he's like, oh, don't worry about my dog. Still, he does he this is all the dog time. Owner, though. Like, there, he's a sweet, and I think it's two different dogs. I might be wrong. I thought at first it was a golden retriever and then later it's sitting next to him and it's got a much furrier head than a golden, like a chow head. But I don't know. I'm not Do a dog Do you think expert. the actual dog ran off during that scene? I don't like, know. Oh, I'm shit, not we got to find a new dog. Keep up with continuity. I don't know. And, Poor Goliath. Yeah, right? <laughs> But yeah, okay, so his name is Jeff. So yeah. Jeff and Jeff's had kind of we we learn right away that he hasn't had an easy life, right? Or right now, life's not going so well. His girlfriend or whoever he's dating now, he's not that interested in. He doesn't know she doesn't know his music. The dates are boring, blah blah blah. Uh, and Jamie, when you say she doesn't know his music, she doesn't know the difference between Bach and the Rolling Stones. Yeah, but that's not literal. No, literally, doesn't he say that? <laughs> so yeah, so he's you know, oh his his love life is terrible, and and his goofy friend. I do like to refer to this guy. I don't I don't know if we want to spoil it, but let's just call him his Christmas tree shopping friend. Like oh, that yes. was an unnecessary yeah, scene. That I do love, and until I saw what we go to with this go to with this friend, I do love how um. Very in tune with Jeff, this friend is. Yes. It's it's very sweet. I was like, what a good pal, you know, asking, what's going on with the girl? What's going on? You just come back to take a tubby? What's happening? Um, And he keeps telling him, who would look out for you, Ace, if I don't? 
no yeah. idea why he calls him Ace, but no. he does a lot. Yes, he, he does. Yeah, I thought his name might have been Ace, but near the end it. of this movie, he's <laughs> calling him Ace multiple times in every scene. When he takes him to the beach, he calls him Ace three times in well, a single that's scene. The chant, part of the chant, you don't know now. Well, I don't want to give too much away, but I um, do talk- have a theory about why he calls him Ace and. It's maybe that he can't always remember all the guys' names or something. That's right. That really sounds like a thing somebody would do in an office if they don't remember your name. Like, hey, Ace, what's up? Like, yeah, that is totally. But also, like, I needed someone else to refer to him as Ace. Like, he's this crack attorney who just never loses a case, never loses a case Ace or something like that. I I don't know. No, but I think, again, to me, it was an endearing, like, the, they are sweet buddies, if you can call them that, you know? Because that's they how are, They are sweet buddies. It is weird, because there is this friendship of the four of them. I do like how they play basketball, and there's, like, the one schlubby guy, and I'm like, oh, who's on this guy's team? Like, he's, he's balding, and he's about 10 years older than everybody. But he does have... He has a, a pretty nice scene at one point with the black guy, but he never has a scene just he and the schlubby guy hanging out. But we do get a sense that these are... She got, he got his hand red. So there's oh, that. Well, no, but I mean, it wasn't just the two of them. I see. You're I'm not right. saying he wasn't given anything to do. They're all given possibly way too much to do in this movie. <laughs> but So they're leaving this basketball game, and... I like how they're talking for so long. His friend really wants to go to Palm Springs with him. He really... Yes. Like, we hear this very loud domestic dispute, and they'll look over for a second, and his friend will be like, you know what's great, Palm Springs, everybody? (laughs) You know what? We should just go down there right now. Um, But they go toward... Because they do see this ponytailed man... I'm going to just call, call him the bad guy for a little while in this movie. Um, and he slaps this woman. He like slaps she... her to the ground. First, he's just shouting at her, and she's yelling back, and they're a little, what is going on over there? And then he yells at her again and slaps her to where she falls to the ground and lets out a whelp. So, And these are, these are stand-up guys. They're not going to watch that just happen. So mm-hmm. they go over, and they, hey, you can't do that to her. Don't do that to her. And the long-haired bad guy tells them basically like it's none of your business go yeah. away and tells her miranda get up get up <laughs> miranda yeah they look over at them while this fight's going on and goes oh true love oh yeah yeah um and I also wrote him down as Dangle Earring Dude. Oh, Dangle Earring Dude. That earring that looks like part of the chain from like one of those pull lights <laughs> like I also wrote that down. <laughs> oh, oh, you did. Yeah, I was really surprised because I was like, well, that's not, there's no little ornament at the bottom or anything. It's just these little ball bearings all stuck together in a row. Again, yeah, it just looks like he took a pull chain and was like, oh, this is stylish. <laughs> this is those, it shows off my ponytail quite nicely. <laughs> But I did, and we all know where the, not we all know where this, wait, wait, we all watched it. So yeah, we know where this is going. But I was so surprised that this damsel in distress went for Tim Daly when the other guy took a knife to the hand. Well, I mean, really, it was like a paper cut, and it probably was at the, well, not a paper cut, 
He he covered it up. There was no blood gushing. He even said, I'm okay, I'm okay. Okay, yeah, I did. He didn't have anything wrapped around his hand. Like, in the next scene where they're at work, I expected yes, him to have a bandage. There was, and he said, he just jabbed me a little. And that, little do we know, that was probably the intention. But, yeah, he just kind of gets him just enough for him to, to step back scared. What were they? They were trying to pick her up, right? They were trying to get him, bad guy, bad earring guy, to go away. And yeah. it was like, you're not going to like, you shouldn't meddle in this. You're not going to like this. And I think they went to, did they go to hit him or pick her up? And that's when he comes at them with the knife. Yeah. Um, yeah, something like that. Um, so, yeah. But they do ask her, uh, Tim Daly's like, oh, it's cool, man. You know, I just talked about how horrible my relationship with some woman is that will shit talk but never meet. Uh, I'll take her home. That's yeah. totally fine. Yeah. And, well, before. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Before we move on from there, um, Aldous, the bad guy, says a prophecy. You oh. better think of the consequences. And I don't know. That's if somebody's telling me a prophecy and being super weird. I don't know if I want to get super involved in this situation. Yeah, right home. He's prophesizing right. things like you're safe. All right. right. No, I well, listen. She- yeah, I, I totally. First of all, she's. A 1980s Kelly Preston. I get it, but you're also a 1980s Tim Daly. You'll be fine. Like, just I'm not saying dust her off and send her underway, but I don't know if you need to take her to your house. Like, she suggests a hotel. That's fine. Maybe well, just then he's, he really is unsure. How's he going to leave yeah. this girl? She's in. She's a fragile girl. She appears to be very. Um, yeah, she's an abused. She's an abused sure. young girl, and so he's. And he is a lonely guy, um, a lonely lawyer guy. So they drive around L.A. She's skittish. They drive around L.A. for a minute, and he's like, okay, so like, I'm taking you home, but where do you live? And she's <laughs> like, oh, I live with that terrible guy. <laughs> and I love it. She says, he says, um, she says he's not always that bad. Sometimes he's a lot worse. Mm. And he's like, eh. Um, but, yeah, they uh, – she looks uh, kind of jumpy when they're driving around LA. Yes. Like she's gonna she, see somebody, or they're following. She's like checking her. the mirrors yeah. and everything, making yeah. sure they're not followed, which is a commitment to this part she's playing. I'm gonna yeah. say, you know, she's really selling this thing. Don't know. This is the second time, the fourteenth time. Who knows how many times? But she is in it, and she knows the part that she's got to play. Right. Let's say. That's right. And I'm yeah. on board. Yeah, he does right away as like, come stay at my place. And I love it in the the next day when he's talking to his friends about how he left her there. And they're like, oh, dude, your stereo and your yeah. TV is gone. Because <laughs> she was gangster. She was just coming in to rob his stuff. I um, also love how no. he appears to live in this adorable, like, old lady's house. Like, when oh, you yeah. see the white bacon fence out front and this, like, garden, you see. It's really hilarious when you see him walk out of this house. This, like, single swinging lawyer in L.A. really just lives in, like, an old woman's home. It's adorable. Yeah, it's like he inherited the home from someone else and just slipped in. Even the pets are not really his. Right, um, yes. Because he should have a goldfish, maybe. Yeah, these are my grandmother's pets. They came with the house. (laughs) So she takes him home. And to his home. home. Yes. Um, I love how she says, like, oh, your pets, they really missed you. They were worried they weren't home on time. Oh, yeah. 
And she immediately, she holds his hand and she tells him that he's got no one. He's got a scar. Uh, you do something with the law. You've never been in love. And he's not, I don't want to say he's not impressed by this, but he's really just like, that was pretty cool. How'd you do that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess she had just held, she, she does creepily look into the eyes of his animals. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A little too close. And it's like, she does hold that oh, cat up and it. stare at it. You can know what they're saying too. If you would look at them, if you would pay any attention to your animals, <laughs> Jeff, you would know too, that maybe the dog needs to be let out. He's running away to run away. But, um, but yeah, she, she creepily fondles the animals and clearly can somehow communicate with them. And then she can sort of read his palm or, or tell his future or be his media, whatever. She can convey messages from his soul. She does it by, like, holding her hand over his, so, like, energy or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's like a reiki or something. Well, that's what she does on him later. When yeah. She yeah. So she gives, and oh, she mentions, too, about his parents being, being had yes. died. Because some of the stuff, like anytime you, if you get your cards read or psychic reading, they could be like, yes, you have a car, you drive it. So some <laughs> of the stuff is like, you know, well, you're lonely. Well, clearly you invited a woman to your house, of course, but you don't have anybody. Um, yeah. But then she gets into the good stuff, talking about his parents dying. And that's right. when he's like, how'd you do that? Um, I do think it's funny when she's like, oh, uh, P.S., I should really repay you. Let's go to the bedroom. And I was like, okay, wow, this really Well, I thought is... it was very interesting. So she does, she wants to repay him with, because uh, she could do, like, energy work, like a Reiki mm -hmm. massage. She could take that pain right out of his lower back. She just has to get naked first. Oh, yeah, That's definitely. You think you're going to do it with your clothes on? No. Lighten the load. Exactly. And no, not your couch. No, not your living room floor. You need to be in your bed. And I'm going to... It's got to be the bed. You got to yeah. be shirtless. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah, take your shirt off. And I'm going to just kind of... Like I'm squishing an imaginary lemon over <laughs> your body. Yeah. Um, you're going to irk the pain for a minute. I like it later. He told his friends. It just felt like a burning sensation for like a minute. And then it was fine. Yeah. And he looked like he was... Like he was in some pain when we see it. Happen. I did think in his mind when she told him to lay down on the bed and then she's like, turn over. I do imagine his mind where he's like, we're doing some butt stuff and I'm totally into it. That's <laughs> just fine. Butt stuff. He was down. He was yeah. down for the butt yeah. stuff. Before this, though, we find out that she's absolutely perfect because he puts on a CD and she's like, oh, is this such and such? <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that a painting by blah, blah, blah? Uh, no, and... no, not blah, blah, blah. Is that a Tom Scott? Oh, my oh, God, yeah. it's a Tom Scott. I was like, who the hell is Tom yeah. Scott? Should I ask if you know who local L.A. artist Tom Scott is in 1988? Well, that's because she dabbled in painting herself, as right. we find out. She had a painting in the Venice Art Walk, which, Doug, you've been to Venice. You saw mm. what the Art Walk is. It's basically just like a flea market of incense and artworks and toothpick men toothpick men yep. glued together yeah it's not but yes. anyway any any down on his or her luck hippie could just <laughs> set up a little booth there yes, yes. so maybe oh. at one time she did but also i was watching this with my parents last night and when she was doing his energy reading my yeah. dad was like she's setting him up ah! <laughs> he's good hey i i, I 
I was not, and uh, I almost don't want to say this because I don't want to ruin this wonderful movie for people. So if you don't want an amazing movie ruined for you, just skip ahead 15 seconds. But I've seen The Wicker Man, and I'm not saying that I saw this coming a total mile away. Because there are times where I, very early on, I was like, well, this is, they're just setting him. But then things would happen where I'm like, oh, well, maybe not. And then even late in this movie, I was like, oh, well, his friend, he keeps looking at his friend getting the cops, and they're coming down. Maybe this is going to yeah. be more, I... That Asian cop is intense. <laughs> that <laughs> guy! <laughs> but every line delivery is like after i'm done talking we're gonna cut to commercial right like every (laughs) line delivery is is a mic drop line and i could not believe it he's gotta be on law and order now right or csi he's because he's perfect he's just like i saw where this movie was going i knew where it was going but Mm. thinking about these two actors and i'm gonna say the quality of this film and the year it was made i was super kind of surprised when it actually happened even though i kind of knew it was going to happen like i i i was I totally we'll get there i, I did not expect it Maybe to actually happen so i thought something was i thought he was going to be saved I like did. i was like he's the hero of this movie yeah. they're not gonna do this some weird his black friend is gonna show up or something's gonna yeah. happen yeah. but no i i was i was so shocked strangely by this movie now that we spoiled it the end everybody uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's about the journey it really yeah. is about yeah. this is totally about the journey um so yeah, she heals his back, like we said, without even touching him. Wait, I for, uh, this is oh, maybe yeah. silly, but I like, he offers her, um, before he gets the back rub, he offers her um, some treats. They are orange juice, beer, and ice cream. Those are his three choices. <laughs> and you know you open that fridge, that's all that's, that's in That's all there. that's like, in there, yes. Yeah, that's all that's in there. Anyway, sorry. He did uh, have a pretty stocked pantry, though. Oh, yeah, the pantry was. <laughs> Where the killer was waiting, maybe, yes. maybe not. Um, yeah, his right. pantry with a dartboard on on the door. Because it's a bachelor pad, you see. Uh, yeah, yeah, I get it. Those those hints have to be dropped. Even later on, when he comes home and he's like, "You cleaned my house," I was like, "I didn't think this place looked terrible at all." Well, when he's... they walk in, he's like, "Sorry for the mess," and I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, yeah, like you said, it looks like it's his mom's house. It's yeah. adorable. Um, but yeah, she. Uh, after after she releases uh, his pain, she's passed out. Yeah. She couldn't even go home if she wanted to, if she had a home, because this has drained her. And it's energy work, so it can be draining. And she is, she just snoozes, and he's just happy to have her. Yeah. Just happy, not going to, you know, be creepo about it. Yep. Um, he does, though, the next morning, um, he has a dream. Uh, he wakes up and he thinks uh, his do- his dog and his cat are gone, nowhere to be found, and he kind of freaks out. And when he opens the said stocked pantry, out comes the scary earring guy with a knife to stab him. Stabs him. Um, yep. And turns out that was just a dream. Uh, he's just waking up, and she is still there, just sleeping like a little. Can we say that he has an interesting morning routine? Because this happens in his dream and then in real life. His morning routine of opening the refrigerator, looking in, getting nothing out, and just closing the refrigerator. 
<laughs> he's just making sure that his orange juice is there. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, orange juice, beer, ice cream. I'll be home for you later. <laughs> yeah, he's, he doesn't make coffee. or I mean, not that we need that scene, but it is just kind of weird that that's all he does uh, and has to check the pantry to make sure there isn't actually a killer oh, in there. He doesn't the way, take, he, go ahead. Oh, the way he does it, if there was a killer in there, he would get stabbed right away. I mean, yeah. I'm off to the side, like, ripping it open real fast with a weapon in my hand. But he's just like, nah. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, my in, my, in my dream when I opened this, a guy jumped out and murdered me. Let me open it the exact same casual way I did before. <laughs> it's very strange. And, Jamie, you mentioned, or, or maybe, sorry, Laura, it was three seconds ago. How would I know who said anything? Um, that he doesn't make coffee. I found it very funny when they go to his Christmas tree buddy's house later and they're all distressed wow. that she's just making coffee just in the kitchen while the two of them are talking. Very loudly about her. Yep. Very. <laughs> like if they were trying to get her out of the room so they could talk about her, they just talked loud enough that she could hear. So it's like, just leave her in there. <laughs> yep. So he goes to work, and as we say, his his pervert buddies are hanging all over his every word about this non-sex story where he's like, yeah, I slept with her, but that's all we did. And they seem so disappointed in this. Oh, man, bro. <laughs> Jeff's letting everybody down. No. Uh, not for long, though. Not for long. No, not for, no don't worry. All it doesn't... he needed was a clean apartment to make a move. That's all he needed. And all yep. she needed was to be able to clean it, I guess. So surprisingly, even though the bros are like, oh, man, but you left her alone at your house. Say, like we mentioned before, Laura, say goodbye to your stereo. He gets home and the stereo, all the things are still there. And now they're clean. And now she's hanging out. I guess it's a sexy look. I don't know. When you wear your, your man's work shirt, she's wearing one of his button down yeah. shirts, it's, which it's, instantly look, says like, yeah. It's yeah. a look I've only seen in this movie and the naked gun. So I don't know if it's uh, meant to be sexy at all. Well, it's definitely what it leads to. Right. Uh, and she says, I couldn't leave without saying goodbye and immediately starts making out with him. Yes. So I guess that's how you say goodbye. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's a yeah. passionate goodbye. It's a passionate yeah. goodbye. And I, I talked about earlier, these two just going at it and, Jamie, I talked about it last episode. I wanted this in Roadhouse. I was because they went for a longer yes. period of time. I thought about that. I was like, because I was a little awkward. I was like, all right, I got it. You're two good-looking people. And he, the, the lift, the whole I'm lifting yep. you and pushing you on the wall. I'm lifting mm -hmm. you, and you've got to be on this. I thought to myself, I bet Doug is loving this. This is everything he wanted in Roadhouse. Is I was happy. totally loved. Yes, I really enjoyed how. <laughs> extended the sex scene is like I don't want to sound like a total creep yeah, but I kind of here but that's yeah, okay no I I really enjoyed it because if you have two very attractive people on screen and you're going to have them have sex you should at least show a little bit of it like it he appears so. to he appears to even like go down on her for three seconds or something like that yeah, it's, but, just, it's yeah. just almost enough to say hello beaver and then he's back <laughs> right, yes exactly <laughs> But I did, I did appreciate how, and and I think that's the thing I will say about this movie. Just for as silly as it is, sometimes um, you like the sexing of it. They're kind of going for it, like in in the suspense aspects of this sometimes, and the fact that there is this 
kind of I, I don't want to call it a graphic sexing because it's not like we're watching basic instinct or anything like that in here but it's not what i expected from this goofy little movie from 1988 she's more, more envelopes than you thought yeah mm-hmm. oh, fair enough i love how so they they have a little sex and then they're in a bathtub with so many bubbles and so many candles like All the, the candle candles. budget <laughs> she had to light so many candles before he got home and they also have a bottle of champagne, so I guess he had that in the fridge, too. Oh, but, yeah, um, that's I guess he was ready for any morning thing. I don't know. But, yeah, they, they're sipping champagne in a bathtub. Again, I guess he's got a nice tubby in his place. Oh, well, yeah, because he likes to take a tubby after a hard basketball game. Right. Um, and now he's there with her, and like I said, I've never – that is a lot of candles. It's it's a crazy amount. It's an insane amount, especially I am hoping she set these up well in advance of that day. Cause right. after they had sex, I could not imagine. He's like, let me gather every candle in my house. <laughs> let me go to the neighbor's house, see what they have, bring the bag, set them up, light all of and these. I need things. All of and I need she all was, of she was just like, do you have a candle? And he's like, I have 40. <laughs> <laughs> I have all and the candles. Enjoy. I have a pantry of candles is what I have. Um, but this is when he then, she's, this is, they're in the tub and they're talking and they're sipping the champagne and isn't she nervous about them following her? Oh no, he, she's going to leave. She's yeah. going to go stay at some guy's house that she knows. And she casually says, it's this guy I know. And he's like, it's a guy. It's a guy. Uh, have, have, you, guy? have you called this guy? <laughs> About and this. she's like, oh, no, conveniently, I was going to wait until after dinner. <laughs> like dinner, because I was like, what time is it right now? But she does say dinner again, because she says another time, like, oh, I can leave right after dinner. So yeah. I don't know. I guess um, there's something in the oven. I don't know. I, you, think she put, you think she just makes turkeys? You think like it? <laughs> all the time. It's like that. Wasn't that another movie where... Yeah, it was uh, the the the, the money Shelley. pit. Money yeah, the pit. money pit yeah. where she was just making That's turkeys every just, day. I'm just cooking turkey. I'm having that, people over. I'll cook up a turkey. No big deal. That so. was a question I had about their party. Um, was it Thanksgiving? Because they talk oh. about Thanksgiving a few times. Or was this just a party? Because I don't cook turkeys for parties, but I guess maybe she does. It was because she can handle that pan so well. I do. She, <laughs> That was so great. I love and I was like, why are you doing this? Secretary, when she rolls in and is all I spy. Yeah. Secretary is <laughs> so great. I loved, I loved her. I was so immediately sad. suspicious. I don't want to jump ahead, but man, was I sad when that reveal happened. I was like, no. <laughs> no. I believe that. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So, <laughs> so she's making possible plans to leave yeah. and stay at some friend's house um i think in venice and he's like but i want you to stay yeah i want you to stay and no she's commitments still... and no promises is yeah. what he yeah. says that's right. that's right he makes almost like a verbal contract with her like but uh lucy like you know we're just gonna do it till we don't want to do it anymore that's all it's nothing um and she smiles and makes out with him some more nope. oh no he, she says something that doesn't he get mad? She get mad at he this get, point. Yeah, he gets mad at or she gets mad at him because she tries to warn him, like, you don't know what you're getting into. And he's like, you sound just like that ponytailed creep. And that's when she gets really mad yeah. that he compared her to him. 
Uh, after this scene, I do have to say, was not suspecting a hard cut to them in a mall surrounded by stuffed animals. I just, this was so bizarre. And they appeared to be being tailed by a guy. Did you notice that this guy gets thrown on the ground by a woman who's pushing yeah. a stroller? Pushing the stroller. Yeah. So now we get, it's like a weird montage, but he's it's watching her sleep. And then, yeah, they're like out and about being stalked by some guy whose head later catches on fire. <laughs> yes. This guy is and so squirrely. I love it. When, and the cop is like, when the guy's like, what's his name? He's like, I don't know. The cop is like, I don't know. But that guy, that he says something to the effect of like, Oh man, all I do is think about that guy. His... It is really great how he just shows him a dead body and he's like, Who's that? I don't know. End of scene, done. Yeah. <laughs> and so the only much... reason we know it's the same guy is because his face is burned. <laughs> no, none of the rest of him is Nothing. just his face. Nothing else. But yeah, they so there's this montage of them or some kind of they're they're literally just in a mall teddy bear shopping, like looking at <laughs> Very yes. large stuffed animals. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they're at... Just, just standing there, like, rubbing the bear and smiling, <laughs> and then they leave. So weird. <laughs> and then they, yeah, they go the later at an elevator, and this creepy guy is staring at them, and then, like, but not abrasively following them. He's very, almost, like, hesitantly following them. Like, he'll just watch them and then try to, um, again, follow. And you're right, Doug, uh, as he goes to go up the escalator, he doesn't even do anything to her. He's just trying to go up the escalator. And this woman with this baby stroller just grabs him and pushes him out of the way. He doesn't do anything to her. He's not trying to cut her. He's <laughs> not trying to get up the escalator when she is. And she attacks him and throws him down. Here's what I'll say. I thought for just for a while, I was like, that's so interesting that that happened in this movie. And I was like, that woman might be the most interesting character in this movie. Little did I know that we would meet Karate Girl later. And I was like, <laughs> what is this? I liked her mom. I thought her mom was a trip. Mrs. White. Those? Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was really fantastic. But so we meet this guy who's following them. And then it's like the movie goes, I wonder what this guy's up to. Let's just turn to another movie for a little while as we follow him around. And he does, what does he do? So he, he's running away now. He's, he's tried to catch them twice. Wasn't there something else that he's trying to do? Yeah, Tim oh, Daly's getting flowers yeah. for her. And then he's following him. But then he sees Ponytail Guy and some cronies. And then he starts to run away. And Tim Daly drives out of this movie for a little while. Yeah, he just drives out. Um, and then, yeah, this guy runs back to his apartment, gets, it's one of those scenes where he, he, he's running away from somebody, he gets in his apartment, but you know, once he's in his apartment, somebody's going to be waiting for him. Like, you just know. Um, and sure enough, it is, it's this, it's this, it's the long haired dude, right? And mm-hmm. some of his Yeah. They tell they, him nobody leaves us, which a couple of questions about that one. How did he find Miranda and Jeff? To know that they left. I mean, we did nothing about that. Also, this is the only time in the movie that we really cut away from Jeff. So it's a weird transition. Um, But yeah, they're just like, nobody leaves us and points his finger at him and his head catches on fire. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, because then near the or at the end of this movie, I thought, well, maybe he was the guy before Tim Daly. But I was like, well, no, they make it seem to think that he was part of this cult and then just won it out. So that doesn't make any sense at all. Was he trying to do so? He wasn't trying to get Miranda back for them. He was trying to leave with her. You know what I mean? Or was he trying to to warn Tim Daly? Like, I don't know what he was doing. It's not clear. And it won't be because his head is burned. And that is, and even the officer doesn't know who he is. Yeah. So, yeah. If, it's, if, it's, if it's embarrassing that he was thrown down by a woman pushing a stroller, now his head's on fire and he's dead. They definitely uh, cannot check fingerprints or dental records. No, to see who no, that no, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. Back in the drawer with you, buddy. <laughs> how would we ever tell who he is? Look, head. his face is burned. Yeah, how will I know? Yeah, he doesn't. You can't recognize him in pictures. So IDK. Oh my god. Um, I like how next we meet one of um, Jeff's clients, just so that we have a place to escape to later. I guess. <laughs> wow! Wow! Like MC Ganey. Okay, I'm fine. You want to show up in Lost, MC Ganey? I'm okay with that. You want to show up in movies? I love it. Just the fact that he's in fatigues, like walking out of his court case, I guess. And it's just like he—he he really is just there to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks, guys. Also, I have a huge fortress yeah. just in case you ever need it. Yeah. Uh, they get him off on some sort of technicality because I guess he thought the UPS guy was a terrorist and yeah. and yeah, he's like just beat up a UPS like this should these lawyers be the hero of this movie? Well, I'm I want to know the sure. case he won out on with the kid. The case that he ends up walking out on where he's like, this kid was innocent. And they're like, you've got to prove it. And that's the case that he's like, listen, Miranda's missing and I got to find yeah. her. I love it when he first goes to the police station. I'm ahead of myself now. But he shows that's the guy the amazing. picture and he's like, this is my girlfriend. She's missing. He's like, fill out a missing persons report. He's like, no, she left willingly. <laughs> but I just don't know where she is. And she left willingly. Like, Can you just hang this up in yeah. the break room? No. If anybody sees her. Yeah, that was... Tell them I miss her, and I wish she would call. (laughs) Everybody keep your eyes peeled for my girlfriend. (laughs) She willingly left. It is amazing. I was like, yeah, she willingly... She just got up and left. I'm really, really upset. Uh, I may harm her if you find her, so can you help me do this? (laughs) But anyway, so... um, So, yeah, we we get this this guy, this AWOL guy that is... Got a house for them. Um, I like how you assume he's AWOL. He just left the military. He's like, these are my things. This is my outfit, but I'm out of here. Is the party next? Is the party happening? Yeah, it It really is. They move really fast. I I don't know how much time has passed. He's living there. He knows a lot more people than we've met in this movie. But yeah, Yeah. this is when he is. Yeah, I thought he was going to have like a casual dinner party, like with his friends to meet Miranda. That's how he's like. And it is a, it's a party. It's It's a party party, right? Yeah. A good amount of people. I mean, it's not a rager. Yeah. He's definitely a lawyer in his 30s or whatever, 40s. I don't know how old he's supposed to well, be. 30s. I don't think he's in his 40s. He's got to okay. be in his 30s. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, anyway, he's got a nice little gathering of people, which, again, we've mentioned she cooks a turkey for. Like, not even hors d'oeuvres or chips <laughs> dip. Have you yeah. nothing else up your sleeve? <laughs> <laughs> well, and she takes it out of the oven without potholders and then, you know, uh, <laughs> heals her hands with her magic. 
And I just couldn't help but thinking, wouldn't it just be easier to use pot holders than expend There's all that energy? To like cool it down then? Yeah, I'm sure he has those. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we could have been shown a different way that she... Uh, that we just, we showed, we were shown her healing his back with magic. Yeah. Like, well, I don't know she's, re she's reading his schleppy friend's yeah. palm or whatever, reading right. his future. His So... But and, I don't know. Listen, she's telling this guy, you're happily married. And he's sitting next to a pregnant woman. And she also says, something bad's going to happen to you on the solstice. I don't, that's what I'm confused about. She is magic, right? I mean, yeah. she did take the, other than healing his back and taking the turkey out of the oven. Okay, maybe that's proof enough. But it's just like all the stuff she tells him, I'm like, well, his friend fed her all that information, so she's not really. You're one of those doubters. Go to a psychic, and you wonder: Are they really telling me? <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah, that's you. You're just you're too questioning. <clears throat> um, like uh, to prove this, are we going to have sex and then take a bath? Because that's the yeah. only way I will be sold. Well, the the bottom line is she's whether she's really magic or not. She's won his friends over, right. like he mm -hmm. is. They're laughing together. She's charming everyone. She doesn't charm one person, though. An important person we finally meet in this movie. Grace, the receptionist, or the secretary. Yeah, I really liked her. She was very small character, but I enjoyed her when she was on screen. Same here. Grace had a presence about her. And, yeah, she came in, and it's a big deal for Grace to meet uh, uh whoever Jeff is going to end up with. And, and he really thinks highly of her approval of things. Well, um, it's interesting. You call her a small character. Cause this movie does not, this movie doesn't treat her like a small character. Like when she walks in, it's a shot of her. And then Tim Daly's like, Oh my God, I gotta go. I gotta go talk to somebody right now. I, he excuses himself from a conversation. Like then during this party, it's like, the Grace Show, like it really is, like she is a pretty important character for the few scenes that she's in in this movie. I guess that's more what I meant was yeah. she's only in this scene and the scene yep. um, at the office yeah. later on, and mm -hmm. then we don't see her again. No, but we always know Grace is judging. We always mm -hmm. know. Yeah, Grace <laughs> is so like. Um, is it Julianne Moore in the Hand that Rocks the Cradle that has to be murdered inside the? Um, the glass. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I was really surprised that we did not see a Grace murder on camera in this oh, movie. Oh, I'm glad for it. My heart was broken, you know. <laughs> okay. I was brokenhearted. Because, so yeah, she she sees Miranda take the turkey out without the oven mitts. Mm -hmm. um, she's just eyeballing Miranda. And Miranda feels it, too. Miranda's, like, avoiding eye contact with her because she's like, oh. And she's asking Miranda questions like, so is that your, like, what's your last name? Where's your family from? Asking her all these questions. And she just, she's sniffing her out. She just don't trust her. Mm -hmm. And I love it because at the office the next day or whatever, and everyone, she, Miranda's getting rave reviews. Everybody loves her. And he goes to Grace and is like, so, Grace, what'd you think? And she's trying to be polite. She's like, party was great. No, nope. Grace, not about the party. <laughs> like, what'd you think? And she was like, she is, she's nice. She's nice. And he's like, hmm, Grace. Grace is trying to casually just back out of it, not cause a stir. And finally, she makes he makes her say, I don't like her. I, I, just, I don't like her. And he's like, well, Grace, you're going to have to accept her, okay? 
because she's part of my life now. It, it really is a weird thing where I'm like, she's your receptionist, dude. Like, give her a break. Like, she really did not want to tell you that she doesn't like this woman. So just leave it at that. And She'll she either come say, around on her or she won't. And she does say, like, you know, if you're into her, then you be into her. But I don't like yeah. her, you know. Um, but yeah, he, he she pulls it out. She watched her take a turkey out of an oven with her bare hands. Like it's such a weird thing to, and like you said, Jamie, then she, she's like, Oh, I heard you talking about the solstice. Is that a religious yeah. thing? Also, where are you from? Is that your family name? How'd you and Jeff meet? It's, uh, it's a really great kitchen conversation between yeah. these two. Uh huh. Uh huh. <clears throat> we do get a lot of information about the solstice that we will need later on at the party that it's coming up and it's a holy night and yes. Um, uh, but yeah, one of the questions she does ask her is, "What religion is that?" And Miranda's like, "Oh, no particular religion." <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, "Isn't aren't all religions?" Uh, I just I just throw that around when I'm doing readings, which is why yeah, I really yeah. like. She it makes said. people think I'm I'm know what I'm talking about, or I'm very yeah. serious about it. Yep. Um, I love it. There's another woman that slips in the kitchen to kind of end their conversation because there's no real way to end it. Some other woman walks in and is like, oh, I thought I'd come in and help you. Yes, and it's doesn't so great. help at all, but it breaks up their conversation enough hey, for it. Can we also say, not that this is a progressive movie at all, but I did appreciate the fact that I think, it's not like they expressly said this, but it appears that his friend is in an interracial uh, relationship. We meet yeah. the, the black guy and the woman that he's dating. And I was like, oh, for a 1988 movie, not that they said anything, but I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. I like it, yeah. That is a weird scene because the the woman is standing there. I don't think we ever find out her character's name. And his friend, I think Derek is his name, just like runs up and full mouth kisses this woman. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, then his other friend, yeah, comes over and is, they're clearly together. So I'm like, yes. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> it is this yeah. this party and his friends at this party are just so weird because they all either appear to be in relationships or married or whatever. But in front of their wives or girlfriends or women they brought at this party, everybody's just like, she's so hot, dude. Yeah. I can't believe it, man. Like, it's it's such a bizarre conversation that they all have with him. There's, there's yeah, he tells his one friend to eat your heart out. So it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, Jamie, let's get into your favorite character because oh. we're not at Karate Girl yet. Yeah. Uh, let's get to your favorite character because the next day at work, everybody's leaving. I think Grace leaves, leaves for the day. And then an older woman shows up and is like, oh, hey, I have a um, I have an appointment with let's call him Mr. Jeff. Yeah. And so she just gets uh, her, she finds her way into his office. And he's like, I'm sorry, what, what did we make an appointment for? Like, what are you <laughs> doing here? There was Rolodex yeah. or yeah. day planner. And he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't remember what this is about. You're going to have to tell me that. You. I'm sorry. I've been having a lot of sex in a bathtub with <laughs> right. candles. And so I'm having a hard time remembering where, what, what we met for. And, um, Basically, he sh she tells him, we want her back. We want her back. This is before we know. We don't know quite who Mrs. White is. Clearly, she's part of the coven, the long-haired, earring, you know. We don't know. Well, I don't want to give it away. This is, this is Miranda's mother, we find out later. But right now, she's just Mrs. White. And she just wants Miranda back. And uh, he calls Miranda after she leaves. Yeah. <clears throat> 
and is like, do you know anything about this Mrs. White? And Miranda's like, shit, they found us. <laughs> found us. Like, Oops, gotta go. Yeah. Right, the and yeah, that's when, is this when then she just hangs up? And he's mm-hmm. like, and then now, oh, this, then, okay. So she just hangs up and now he's a little, a little jolty. Okay, first there's the bad dream after, you know, but then we had a great time at the party, even though maybe Grace doesn't like her, we're still going to go forge ahead with this thing. And now this strange Mrs. White, what is this about? Let's just get to our car. Let's just end the day and get home. You know what witches like doing? Exploding glass in this movie. They cannot have enough of that stuff. They just love it because they have the power, the power to do it. Exploding glass, exploding tires. Yeah. So he gets in his car and he's feeling like in this shady parking garage, like someone is following him. And indeed, someone is. It's- and there's this sound like spurs. It almost made me think like oh, yeah. Old West cowboy yeah. creeping up on yeah. you or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's like to get you all nervous. I was. Yeah. So he uh, he gets in his car and who is there? It's the scary man. And... The scary man uses his hands this time to lift Jeff's car, levitate it while Jeff is in it. And then, like you said, Doug, explodes the glass, explodes the tires. Jeff is like, eyes closed, like, what's going on? Just don't kill me. And then next thing you know, he's fine. His car's fine. He's yeah. fine. His reaction to most of what happens in this movie is like, well, that was weird. Like, I, I can't believe his car just floated and all the windows and tires exploded. And he just kind of like shakes his head and looks around like, mm, that was something. I guess I better go home now. Well, he does have to now check on his, his uh, girlfriend. Um this, oh, should, we, like, should we talk about the first of uh, several times that the answering machine uh, plays a part in this movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what he gets home to now is the answering machine message, right? That says it's, it's just several. It's just a bunch of messages of people threatening him, and then like monster ghost noise. <laughs> <laughs> that's my monster ghost noise. Right. I thought maybe they were trying to cast a spell on him or something. Yeah. Oh, like messages. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I mean, it, I yeah, it makes sense later, but there was even times where after. I don't know what happens to MC Ganey in that compound, but later on I was like, well, why didn't they just do this to him if they wanted her back so bad? They seem to be all powerful witches, but they just kind of mess with him and push his buttons. Because they need to. So they I know why, but I didn't yeah. know why. But watching at this point, this. yeah, you're like, just, yeah, I know. You're kind of like, just explode his head. What the hell? Yeah. Want her back. Like, <laughs> it's not that tough. Yeah. Don't do anything to his animals because he clearly won't care, but do something directly to him. Um, so, all right. So let's talk about him going to the police station. Oh yeah. And how we said earlier, he does just want them to look into his girlfriend who willingly left him. <laughs> and I love Which it. Just he seems like a, a guy who got seven. dumped and can't deal with it. He carries a five by seven like glam shot of her too. It's yeah. not just like, oh, here's a picture from the party we had last week, or this is her and I together. It's not <laughs> even folded. Where was this? He kept it in a Manila folder, just ready. For if she did go missing, and he presents it to the the cop, and the cop again, as we said, is like, "Dude, do you think we have nothing better to do here than just wait for your maybe ex right. whatever?" Um, but kind of, 
until he but, sees the picture. Then he's it. like, oh, I know someone who's really interested in this. How? So the cop looks like he glances at the picture quickly. But he must look hard enough because he sees in this 5 by 7 picture the necklace that she is wearing and how important it is. And there is, happens to be a detective that needs to speak to him immediately. This detective is hilarious. And, and also this this really quick exchange when he's there with the detective because the detective walks in and he goes uh hi detective uh so you know where my girlfriend is and he's like no and tim daly goes why am i here then and i was like you came here you idiot what are you talking about i do love it so as i said this cop is <laughs> delivers lines as though there's gonna be like a stinger of a song like he says things like she knows some very dangerous people. <laughs> it's like <laughs> these close-ups on him. And later on, he goes, she is wearing their symbol. <laughs> what movie does this guy think it is? Like, he's so into this weird role that doesn't, it like really it. doesn't pay off, which is very strange. Oh, I know, because now you want him to... And he wasn't part of the co- coven, right? I no, I-, I wanted I wanted that yeah. reveal, which never yeah. came. He yeah. appears to be a legitimate cop who's like, there's witches in this town and I have to deal with it. Yeah. And yeah, he- I thought he was going to turn out to be part of it. And he's like, because it's like, yeah, I'm the only guy investigating this symbol. Yeah. Uh, because I'm the only one who knows what it means because I'm one of them. But it wasn't. Yeah, but it didn't. No. Um, he does give him also, he says, because the guy, he... Tim Daly's like, well, what does this symbol mean then? And he just says, there's a bookstore in Hollywood. That's it. <laughs> Find <laughs> out for yourself. Bookstore. Do the research. It's not like <laughs> a haunted occult bookstore. It appears to be a regular bookstore, and he has to go to a certain section of this bookstore. Well, I love to because it's not. It's one of those bookstores, like an old bookstore. So, like, mm-hmm. it doesn't even look like the books are organized. He's literally just taking random books off the shelves paging through it and then he sees like a sketched picture of a woman with a necklace and it's like oh and we don't even get voices right he hears voices in the bookstore yeah. sorry go ahead oh no we don't even get to like read what it says no. like there's no, no point no. in that he doesn't get any bookstore we get no information he gets no information i i love how he and i i can only imagine the direction is uh, Tim Daly, so in this scene, there's like voices and uh, they appear to be following you. So just like run out of the bookstore and keep looking back a lot until you're out of the bookstore because that's all that happens in this scene. But like we said, he doesn't take the book with him. It nope. doesn't mean anything. Nope. He does no research. He sees the necklace symbol and then leaves the bookstore. Yeah, I thought he was going to do like a like the kid from the never-ending story, like put the book underneath his jacket and run out with it. Like I got to yeah. know more about this, but... No, he just, he sees the picture is all he needs. He doesn't even want to read it. He's like, oh, no, it's real. (laughs) (laughs) And I love how now, I I guess you're right, Laura. Like, maybe that was Thanksgiving. And maybe we're now, since they're shopping for Christmas trees, we're supposed to assume that there's been a large passage of time. Because if that's not why this scene's in here. Why is this scene in here? He walks around a Christmas tree farm with his friend, and his friend is saying things in the background like, yeah, I got to find a great tree, but you know what? It's not really about the tree. It's more about the ornaments, isn't it? And the scene lasts about 20 seconds. 
they talk about like sticking more branches on the tree to make it look big, and then we never see a Christmas tree set up no. anywhere. So three <laughs> later, I know this movie and... ends before Christmas. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what that scene is for. I don't. I think know. it's a timeline thing. I think it's just to let us know we're in the winter. The solstice is coming, um, and again. To solidify what a beautiful friendship these two gentlemen have, that they would go Christmas tree cho- shopping together, um, and it and it's again adorable. bringing up I like that was kind of cute. <laughs> and he's trying to help, you know, t- uh, Tim Daly, Jeff forget that because again, Miranda, we don't know how long, but has not been back. Yes, um, yeah, I I, I assume the police are still been, looking for her. They've probably all been in relationships that haven't gone well, and maybe you have this friend that's like, I don't know, do you just want to go Christmas shopping, Christmas tree shopping to get your mind off this thing yeah. or something? And I guess that's what's happening here, or it's to just be like, I remember he's friends with this guy, just so maybe in twenty minutes when he shows up, you haven't forgotten you about remember, him. Yeah, you remember him? Yeah. Yeah, but this movie is a yeah. little longer than I kind of expected. A movie like this to be and i feel like it's little added scenes like that and like y'all said i think it is kind of the timeline like hey solstice is coming yeah. don't forget yeah i i will sort of push back on that a little bit by saying it it might be long this did not feel long i mean this movie just really flew by i don't know if you guys felt it but this did not it didn't drag at all Oh, I agree with that. I don't think it felt long. Just when I saw the how long it was, I was like, oh, I didn't remember it being this long. I'm kind of surprised about that. But um, no, it it moves very well. And it's, you know, because you don't know where it's going. So it's interesting the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I think? I think you could cut out. You know what? Keep the Christmas tree scene. Cut out the bunker stuff. I don't think we need that. To oh, be yeah. Honest. I well, really don't. Yeah, because we don't need her to be in a place that now she's only gone from again. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, well, this is oh. when he gets he gets home and um, she calls. Or wait, sorry. Oh. It's it's evening at work. Yes. He sends everybody home and he's like, bye, everybody. Have a great weekend. I'm really yeah. swamped here. And suddenly Miranda calls. Who knows how long it's been? Um, and she basically calls him for help. Yeah. And so he has to drive through, you know, that, that L.A. rain. You know what it's like out there, Jamie. It's oh, always yeah. pouring it's always pouring rain. Yeah, he's got to pick her up in the rain at a Texaco at a gas station. And it's... I love it. She is, you know, I don't. we don't know. She's at the gas station. He's ready to pick her up. And he's like, wait, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Tell me right now, in the rain, pouring rain. You can't even get in a car. She's like, I would, but we should really get out of here. At least out of the rain. Like, let's get going. And he's like, no, you've been gone and I have no answers and I need the answers now. I was threatened um, by an old woman. Yeah, there may or may yeah. not be witches after us right now, but let's stand out here and hash this out. And then he rips off her necklace and yes. throws it in a puddle. And... She goes to get it, and he's like, leave the necklace, and takes her, and now they're, you know, he he drives off with her, because she says, just let's get out of here, and I'll explain everything. It's a lot to explain. It gets right. a little heavy. And so she does. In the car, she gives us a little more history of, um, and I liked it. She tells him how her mother was a witch, and um, always had these, like, kind of these witchy powers and vibes. Her dad died, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, her, her dad died. Her mom used to be a good witch, but then her dad died and they got in with some bad witches. Yes, they got the, and the people, the bad witches, this coven really started to take over their lives, took their money and they did everything for them and I did kind of expect one of these witches at the end to like be like I'm her dad, and I'm not dead. I've just <laughs> always been bad. It was all part of the trick. You wanted more layers. You wanted more family, family sure, layers. Yeah, why not? <laughs> no, but she she gives him a little peek into, and she says she tells him the whole story, right, about the solstice too. Like they want to sacrifice, and I'm the one, and that's why they want me back so bad because the solstice is coming up, and if we can just get out of town. Just be out of their hairs by the solstice. They won't need me anymore. My time will be done because I'll miss the cusp of the solstice. Right. And that's that's what we need to do. She takes him to a house and he's like, this looks like a regular old house. She's like, I've seen those walls bleed. And you're just like, Jesus, things get intense for you, huh, Miranda? And yeah, she says when it she looks took like that a house. I was like, yeah, regular house, but somebody very wealthy lives. Yeah, like, that's yeah. Just a regular, a regular wealthy house, house that is. <laughs> this is the house he gets into later, where it's the old couple and the one old guy is just like the, the lady's like, John, do something. <laughs> like, I tell him right where he is. They're going. To it's so great because I was like, are they in on this? I guess I, I don't even are. know. I think they are. It's and really karate fun. Daughter, I think. And, it's Jamie, I I have to say, you sort of glossed over the fact that she not only tells him this, but we get a wonderful flashback of oh, the witch's ceremony when true. she's younger. That's true. They sacrifice goats. The ponytail guy licks her a lot at the yeah. ceremony. Yeah. Oh, the licking is so gross. I hate it's him so much. really gross. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, she does. She tells him exactly the beach because she's like, it's worse on the beach. This exact beach. Let me okay. tell you. Let me show you all these locations that you're going <laughs> to need to know. It's so much fun. I love how at the end of this conversation, because I was like, oh, the winter solstice, this movie's really going to ramp up. And at the end of the conversation, he goes, wait, what, we got 24 hours? I was like, what day is it? What's <laughs> happening right now? I had no idea. It was like that night or the next night, everything yeah, would be done. Right around the corner. Yeah. yeah. And that's when I kind of looked and I was like, how much time is left in this movie yeah. for us to get through a day? Yeah. She does tell him that... Um, for the sacrifice, the victim must come of their own free will. And he's like, right. cool, well, we'll just wait it out and then we'll celebrate Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I expect him to be like, we'll just don't go. That's cool. Like, we don't, yeah. you don't need to go to the beach. Just hang out with me. <laughs> no, well, they that is kind of what he says because he's like, he does, we do mention, as Jamie, you did, he has an important case because I love how he's like, You'll go to a hotel. It'll be great. I'll just do my lawyer thing for a while. And yeah. Everything will be fantastic. Yeah. yeah no problem. Easy peasy. But, yep. Uh, uh, but oh, as yeah. they're home, uh, this is when poor Goliath runs off. And... Mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah. And they find him. Of course, you know, maybe shouldn't have went home to pack stuff. Where <laughs> everybody knows... You live there, but you um, have a day to kill. You do not need to go home and pack a suitcase. No, you should plan your trip out. Is what you need to be doing. Just no, you go to CVS, you get a toothbrush if you need one, and then you go to a hotel and you hang out and watch TV. It's fine. Uh, but this is one of the times where they like break a window with their 
fist? And I'm like, you have magic. Why are you doing it with your fist? Oh, so oh yeah. Punches, and there's like two armholes in the glass. It's kind of funny looking. Yeah, because they, well, they climb on the roof. They're all over this house yes. when after Goliath leaves. Like there's, it's clear they're there and it's clear yeah. they mean business. And for a movie that gets very, very intense later, and I will not take that away from this movie. By the end, I was, as I said earlier, I was kind of shocked with where this movie goes. Mm-hmm. When all those people were looking in the windows, I laughed out loud, alone in my basement watching this with all those <laughs> faces pressing. And people like have to be on their knees so they can get their face up to there. I really did laugh out loud when I was and watching it. And it was trippy. They're all looking in, and the window is bending and mm-hmm. and. Boeing, I guess, in, in, in their stairs. It creeped me out because I was watching it. Oh, okay. And it was dark and I had the window right next to me and I kept looking over to my window, like expecting to see like a dozen faces looking back. I could not stop. I couldn't help but laugh because she says there's like 10 of them looking at me in the window. And he just looks over her shoulder and right behind her, you just see faces in the window. And they're all in all black. So they're all just these like, yeah. Um, they're in all black. Their faces are kind of pale and they're mm-hmm. just like stone faced. And it made uh, me think of like a really bad mime yeah. picture or something. Yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, y'all are super scary. Yeah. Well, this, I love it because then they return later on the beach altogether. I want to know the extras that got to be part of the coven. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want to know about. Um, Small coven too. I really expected there to be more. Like this seems to be such a minor movement. You know, they do say they're everywhere. They have people everywhere. So maybe they have like, like smaller groups or something. Right, doing this everywhere. They're so busy. All right. <laughs> so uh, also, so now, as we say, the witches bend the windows, which is great, and then the glass explodes again. And she fights them with the power of wind? Yeah, she casts a protection spell, she said, but she's not very strong. They know that. She fought off all of them, but she's not very strong. <laughs> yeah, well, because it won't last. She's she's not, And so she's got to quickly put some table salt around them so that they could um, right. be protected. Yeah. And they have to sleep in the circle that she has made. <laughs> So that they can stay protected. And she does the similar hand motion singing thing that she did before she rubbed her back. Except this time she could be fully clothed. So that's appreciated. Appreciated? Appreciated. Um, These are things I shouldn't get stressed out in this movie. But the whole time this was happening, I was like, Tim Daly has a really important court case tomorrow. And he's getting no sleep. And he doesn't get good rest. And then when he wakes up, how crazy is her is his place? Books are all stacked funny yep. and the chairs are all stacked goofy. They are okay in their little protection circle, but something mischievous and, and crazy has gone on around them. And yeah, he does he take her before he goes to work? He takes her to the bunker place, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah, because he goes to his friend. He goes to his Christmas mm-hmm. tree friend and he's like, listen, I I need to do something with her. I have that important court case and everything because his friend's like, you can't just. Oh let yeah, this is when they have the conversation in front yes. of her, but not yeah. Exactly, yeah. and uh, but uh, <laughs> this is also stupid as scene ends because they're arguing about what to do, and then Jeff goes, 
I got an idea. Oh, yeah. And that's how it ends. And then it shows them driving up to some crazy bunker that MC Ganey has constructed. Uh-huh. And I really did not. I was expecting the movie to get crazy action-y at this point. Because around this point, I started to think, like, is she tricking him? But then they went to his bunker and I was like, oh, no, is this going to be like a crazy witch action movie? Like I said, is this how this is all going to end? And I was not happy about that. But thankfully, that's not what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he doesn't. Uh, sorry, back to real fast when they're talking with her in the room. He doesn't mm-hmm. care about the kid that's innocent. He says, don't throw your career away for a woman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is what his friend tells him in front of her. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because you got you got a big case here, and you got to get on it. Don't worry about this. And, uh, well, yeah, and and also you have to assume. I mean, I don't know if they're just doing this to, you know, because he really needs to go on his own free will. But wouldn't you think if you're his friend and you're in on this, you would be like, dude you got to hang with this woman. Like you got, don't let her out of your sight. Like you got to, whatever happens to her, you got to track her down. You got to make sure you're there for, let's say people take her to the beach. I don't know. Maybe that happens. You got to make sure you're there. But this guy's kind of like, no, you should go to work. That's probably better for you. Yeah. Well, it is a big case when we heard him working on it earlier. It's a kid that he knows is, is innocent. So I feel bad for this kid. I do too. I don't know what happened to him. I do too. This. I feel like it's bad news, but then everyone's ready for him. But yeah, as he's up, and what is he? He's like T minus one hour less than that before the court yeah. case is going to happen, and he gets another visit from our friend, Mrs. Loved White. It. Great, Mrs. White is killing it in this. Oh, scene. she is Just, great. Oh, I was like, whoa! When so she comes in. She's like, how much scenery? What does it taste like? Uh, I'm I am chewing it up. Chew it off right. I'm chewing it and spitting it back right at you, Tim Daly. Right at you. So he's kind of, again, he's in the middle of a very, like, it's like one of those days at work that you have where you got a lot of stuff going on at home and you can't stop thinking about the home stuff, but you still got work to focus on. So he's in that moment where he's like, I, my, I don't know what's going on with my witchy girlfriend and I just got her back and now they're looking for us and there's a protection circle in my wonky house and my dog ran away but I gotta focus on the case and holy shit Mrs. White is here How's so he just cat? invites her in okay? I hope huh? his cat's fine no, I don't I... think who knows <laughs> um, so when Mrs. White comes in he just kind of invites her in like let's do this like rolls up his sleeves like yeah what do you want what yeah we're, you found us what about it and uh Mrs. White, first. Oh, she she oh. digs in deep. Oh, please talk about this because I was I was she like she talks about digging one, up Mrs. his White. family bones. He she talks about digging up the bones of his deceased family and mm-hmm. what eating them? No, she, she said she used them, but I didn't know what that, that meant. I don't mm-hmm. know what that means mm-hmm. either. Like, yeah, did she make bone soup with them or did yeah. she turn them into like runes or like yeah, are they part of one of your rituals? Yeah. Drumsticks? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So she, and he's like, it's like, it's you know, saying, him, he's like, don't talk about my mama that way. Like, don't, what are you saying? <laughs> no, get out. And he like freaks out on her, like, get out, get out, get out, get out. And that's when she goes crazy and she starts scratching her own face. 
First, she messes up her hair. She pulls her hair and out. She pulls her hair like she's having a tantrum. I was like, is she seizing? What is happening to Mrs. White? Then she starts scratching her face. Then she pushes all the stuff off his desk and starts screaming and causing a big scene, pretending. And he just escalates it because he's like, what are you doing? Stop it. You stop it. And then she runs out of his office screaming like, stop it. He's hurting me. I chases her down the hall yelling. I was like, shut the fuck up. Shut up. Calm down. You're making this so much worse than it needs to be. Exactly. And even one of his workers is like, Jeff, what the fuck? (laughs) And he's like, you stay out of this. That is really, and it's such a small scene, but the, the but Mrs. White gets on the elevator and his coworker, whoever that lady is, I don't know if we've met her in the movie, is like, Jeff, you need to relax. And over her shoulder, you see Mrs. White smiling <laughs> in the elevator. It's really, really great. Uh, and then we meet his British boss. I was like, who is this guy? Where are you going? Where are you going? <laughs> you have an important you case. You've got 20 minutes before your court case. <laughs> I was like, why are we just meeting his boss right now in this movie? It's really great. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. So he oh. calls Brock, who is the um, AWOL guy, as Jamie said, who owns a bunker. And uh, he won't answer his phone. So then it's like action, Jeff, because he like runs out and has to drive to this bunker, which has been totally destroyed, like comically destroyed. Yeah, yeah. But their witches are very powerful. You saw them lift a car. You saw her hold a, a turkey. Um, <laughs> You're right. Good point. <laughs> They're powerful witches, and yeah, the bunker's destroyed. He's he even when he finds his his AWOL friend, who clearly is like. Is, has been murdered. He's all dazed. He doesn't say like, "Are you okay? Oh my what? God, what happened here?" He's like, "Where's Miranda? Where is she?" That's so name. is Brock dead? I couldn't oh. tell if he was dead or if he was like in a coma or what. Just a shock that somebody did that to his place. Yes. Um, I thought he was dead. I thought he was still alive, but like in shock or. Oh, okay had a stroke or something like i don't know what is going on because he's just sitting there but kind of wobbling like i kept looking and waiting for him to blink he never did but tim daly seems to show no concern for him oh, um he's just, just like he's, dogs he could care less about his animals right? yes. care less about his clients. he's got a one-track miranda mind yep um and now he's got to go find her where could she be where do um, you start? You started at a, a house of a very wealthy Satan worshiper? Sure, why not? What the first well, like like uh, Laura said, she she shows him and talks about distinctive like places, right? <laughs> landmarks. And so he, like which yeah. landmarks? Like somebody would drive you around LA and be like, Well, this is where the witches hang out. Right. This is their mansion where they live. This they is the part their- of the beach where they do their ceremonies and solstice sacrifices. So he goes to this house and he just walks in. And I love it too, because when he walks in on the one old couple, he's like, sorry, maybe I am in the wrong place. Sorry. <laughs> well, I love how when he's just opening doors, he sees the one girl like practicing oh. her karate moves oh. or tai chi or something. Yeah. And then whenever, yeah, the the woman's telling him, like, we're gonna call the cops, and then she just comes flying out 
at him. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to stop you, but no, no. the fact that this karate girl who has a walkman on and is practicing karate moves, when he opens the door, there's a poster of Satan on the back of her door. <laughs> it is so funny because it's just like he doesn't see it, but audience, he's in the right place. Yeah. It's really <laughs> funny. And I really, when he watched this girl do karate with her eyes closed very slowly, I was like, what a weird thing to put in this movie. I wonder if this is going to pay off. And when it did, I was so shocked. (laughs) So as you said, he runs into an older couple and he's just about to like apologize and leave, but he notices what necklace the woman is wearing. (laughs) And then he's all like, he basically is about to murder an older woman. Mm-hmm. And then he is attacked by a karate girl. By that little ninja. Yep. And this is bananas. Like I <laughs> I I was totally in on this movie kind of from the jump. Like I was kind of into what was happening. And a lot of turns, like when they went to a bunker, I was like, I don't really and I don't want to watch this i hope it's not this movie and when karate girl showed up half of me was like this is the dumbest thing i've ever seen but then half of me was like this could be the rest of the movie and i'd be okay yeah, with just it watch is she gonna take over is she gonna take over the coven instead of creepy man yeah. with the earring because i'd like that i would um she so she attacks him this karate woman but he still gets one up on her and he flips her over the banister somehow balcony or a rail like yeah he may have killed this girl I'm yeah not she sure. lands on her back and they're just like and i think she's the daughter or somehow so the the older couple comes out and he wants into one of the rooms there the older couple comes out and he grabs the older woman and he's like he tells the man I'll break her arm if you don't break her arm. I could not believe it. It's hilarious and terrible because he stumbles upon, you know, there's like a pentagram on the floor of like Mm -hmm. a back room or whatever. And finally the guy, the woman's screaming, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't tell him anything. And finally the guy's like, yeah, the beach dummy. You probably know all about the beach. That's where they went. They're like, it's too late. You missed her. She's at the beach. That beach that you know about. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's go to the beach for let's he walks out of the house. All okay. right? He walks out of the big mansion and he notices that his car is just burned up. Like oh yeah. It's like before. that guy's head. And also, did you notice the suspicious dog walker that I was waiting oh, for to yeah, come back to? I was like, why are we hanging on this dog walker so long? And then when we showed her, when they showed everyone in robes, I was like, well, one of these could be the dog walker. Like, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, she. they did focus on her a lot, and she was just kind of staring at him, and then that was it. Yeah. That was extra, like, the director's, I don't know sister or something and she's like all right you could be in my movie you could be the dog walker and she's like well i'm gonna work this dog walker role you wait and see i'm gonna work this role i'm gonna get in the editing booth also i'm gonna make sure you stay on me longer than you need to (laughs) so he does his his car's all burned up Mm -hmm. first of all if you want him to go there of his own accord don't destroy his car he was gonna go there what are you doing no but in grander too early it was still daylight Ooh. and uh, we have yeah, to make him run and get right. a telephone okay. booth and all this kind of fantastic stuff. all right 
Okay, no, that, that makes sense then. All about the solstice timing, right? Yep. Plus, uh, his BFF yeah. comes yep. to pick him up and take him. Which, him again, Ace. like, what? What a buddy. Yeah, Ace. I'm here, Ace. Who's going to look out for you, Ace? Just don't me, do, Ace. Don't do anything crazy, Ace. Here's a flashlight, Ace. I'm yeah. going to go get the cops, Ace. I'll I, be right back, Ace. Yeah, he, tra- he brings him. It's, it's nighttime now. He brings him to the beach, his friend does. And now he's been chased, and there's witches, and he gives them to protect himself. Now, I know it's a dark beach, so it wasn't a bad idea. But you would think, I'm not asking for a handgun, but a knife, a steak, some garlic even. He gives him a flashlight and says, be well lit, my friend. Jimmy, they're not vampires. Well, I know, but something that says, like, be careful with the danger you're about to go into. The flashlight. Mm, right. The flashlight is really like, uh, hey, you might need this if, hey, go check out that cave up there. I don't yeah. know if it's yeah. anything. Uh, you might need a flashlight for that cave. Well, and then when he walks through the cave, we get a lot of this, too. He's walking through the cave, and it's just a lot of um, oh my satanic God. graffiti all over. I this, love the, the graffiti cave. that just says, Satan rules. <laughs> like, it's really, really great. And, like, you know, the old came by to... Yeah. <laughs> There's the obligatory like stay out, turn back, and but you know some of the some of the paintings aren't really all that bad. So somebody yeah. put some work into it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's you know I assume they use this cave a lot. They've had some time yeah. to think about what they're going to write in here. They're like, well, somebody has to come with their own accord. We have to try so hard to send them back or to make them second guess. So let's write, turn around. Yeah. Last warning. You've been warned. Right, right. So from sort of the the cliff or, you know, looking down on this, he sees the ceremony. Miranda's on the ground. Uh, she's surrounded by evil witches in dark cloaks. Yeah. And he yeah. manages to go down and, like, tries to save her. Yeah, she's got on, she's the only one in white, because right. obviously she's the sacrifice, and um, the ceremony looks like it's pretty well underway now, so he made it just in time. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> his timing is great. Um, but yeah, his friend's supposed to be there with the cops, so he feels pretty secure about going down there, because right. backup's on its way, and um, that doesn't Plus, work out so flashlight. well. So. Yeah. I do like how later when his friend does show up with two cops and they their reveal is hilarious how they take their cop hats off and their <laughs> hair goes down like they're lady cops? Does that mean they're equal? <laughs> yeah, and then they just I guess give them their robes and stuff to put on, but that was yeah. funny. It's like, oh, costume change. <laughs> right. Yes. It is really great. So as we've been uh I was gonna say alluding to, but totally spoiling, once he's grabbed by the other uh, let's call them Satanists, um Miranda gets up off the ground and like kind of laughs at him and she does yeah. like a fun little dance. Like she yeah. <laughs> like dances around in front of him and dances around the fire until she can go get her own black robe on. And they kind of take off his shirt and strap him down to the sand. I, I, don't know, <laughs> I, was I know. I was like, how is he that tightly secured to the <laughs> sand? It's sand. Can he just break free? But Nope, they've they've got some contraption on there that he can 
be tied down to. So yeah, they tie him down. He's in disbelief. He's like, what? What? This can't be happening. Wait, where's the cops? Where's my friends? This is not happening. And I thought the same thing. I said, no, it is not happening. That yep. Asian cop is too fierce. He will be back. <laughs> She's going to is... show up with some sort of witch SWAT team or yeah. something like that. Yes. Don't worry. Uh, Grace had a, a bad feeling about this, and she knows some anti-witchcraft. She's going to whoop out, and this coven is going to explode in their own. And, and also, I, I have a question, and I'm going to turn to you, Laura, as the expert of this film, of course. Um <laughs> Miranda does say something to him like, I knew you'd show up. Like, I, which makes me think, like, was she going to be killed if he didn't show up? That was my assumption that, yes, there has okay. to be a sacrifice. And she was the one. Now, why she's the one, I don't know. I was wondering if maybe because she's, like, the youngest member or something. But um, for whatever reason, I assumed that, yeah, he didn't show up. Because she does say... I knew I'd be saved. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause yeah, I saw that too. And I was like, wow, she's really like hanging all her hopes on this guy. Uh -huh. And it totally worked out for yeah, her. It does. And I, so we see his friend and his friend now it's not ponytail. Like ponytail's not the big guy in charge. It's his lawyer buddy. Yeah. Who's like, he, he gets puts, to wear the weird ears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think those were horns. Oh. <laughs> well, something. But yeah, he wears a, a a funny little hat with horns and stuff like that, like a the skull Donnie hat Darko or hat or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right. Actually, it's a good way to describe it. <laughs> and I really, up to the very last second, I was like, he's totally going to be saved because yeah. I've seen movies that take chances and I've seen movies that do things that are very subversive, and this is not one of those movies. And he totally just stabs him right in the throat and, and pulls, pulls his, his heart, heart out. out. He pulls his heart out. Yeah. It's like when, when in Roadhouse, when he pulls out his throat, he pulls out an actual heart. Yeah. It's wild. I was, I cannot overstate how surprised I was that this movie did what it did right Same here. here. Yeah, I was expecting, like you said, up until the last second, the cops were going to show up, he was going to be saved, and nope. And then I was also expecting him to start eating the heart, and I was glad he didn't yeah, do that. Right. Yep. <laughs> Agreed. I'm yeah, glad I, was, I was waiting for that, too. And, yeah. But this yeah. is another one of those things where I'm so... Like, I'm surprised that this was on, like you said, on a list of witch movies or on a list of female-directed horror films or something. I... I'm so surprised this isn't on a list of like movies you haven't heard of, but should totally see. Cause I, I, again, I'm just, you know, there's some cheesy nonsense and some pretty suspicious acting, let's say yeah. in this movie, but well, it's Tim Daly. Yeah. Where, yeah. Where it went, I was totally into this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then, so after this big reveal that was, I think we can all three agree, like not expected yeah. and kind of an awesome, like, I love that too, that it didn't end out the, in the good way that he's getting saved. Then we have another funeral and you're like, who, who's at this funeral? Because I thought, I thought, dude, I didn't know anybody. It's Tim Daly, you know, yeah. All, his, yeah. all his work colleagues are there. <laughs> we see the cop creeping around in the background a little bit there. I'm like, oh, well, at least they buried him, I guess, without a heart. I don't know. But nay, nay, it is not. 
As it turns out, Sweet Grace was killed in a car accident. And the shady friend who we know now is part of the coven is talking to the cop, right? And the cop's like, I had some questions about Grace's uh, disappearance here or this Grace's accident. And he's like, yeah, I heard Grace was drinking quite a bit, throwing her under the bus for her her drinking habits. And that's just, we all know that's not the case. Grace. We all know because she went to a party and all she wanted was a Diet Coke. Like, I... Yeah, I really when she did that the part I was like, what an odd detail to put in this movie. <laughs> I just love how it came back. She was so uncomfortable. She didn't want to drink in front of this woman who doesn't use oven mitts. Yep. No way. Very Not letting scary. my guard down in front of this shady witch. Oh, <laughs> uh, she was also killed on the way to the detective's office. Oh, that was a good thing to note. You're right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I must yeah. not have. He was that like, one. yeah. He did. The detective adds that he's like, yeah. She just happened to be. She had some info. I wondered, yeah, because he said, I wondered if you knew anything about what Grace was going mm-hmm. to come to me with. Which she didn't really know anything. She was like, hey, cop, she took the turkey out of the oven with her bare hands. She yeah. was really weird. I think you should look into this. Well, just like he said when he went to the cops, like, hey, my girlfriend's missing. She didn't really missing in action, but she just left. Like, but I mean, I listen, I, I don't, again, I'm not sure how much time passed, but... Tim Daly, your boss, doesn't come back to work. That Nobody's heard from that woman. I could see her being like, maybe I should talk to the cops about this woman who I saw stick her hands in an oven. What? And I was suspicious of her. And now her boyfriend is gone. She's gone. I don't know what's happening. Also, I may be out of a job. Well, yeah. The story is that tells the cop that Tim Daly or Jeff and Miranda are in Mexico. Yeah. He's like, I oh, just need to get away from up. it all. He'll come back. They're just away for a little bit. Him and Miranda just went away. That's all. Or yeah. I've eaten his heart. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so now, again, this movie ends like three times, which is great. Because I kind of thought after he ripped his heart out, we do fade to black. And I was like, are they going to have the balls to roll credits right now? No, we have the funeral. And again, I thought, all right, great. Great ending. Nope. Yeah. Because now, and here's the other, here's what I'm confused about. Is his friend still a lawyer? Because you gotta figure if this happens more than once, he's getting brought in by the cops. If more than one of his friends meets a woman and disappears, the cops are talking to him. Or his other schlubby friends are getting shady, right? Or his other friends like, wait a minute. The friends are like, hey, that's that same woman that dated Jeff. Now she's dating this guy. Like, I didn't know if we were supposed to think he'd been relocated somewhere or it something like that. It was like a that. relocation thing. All right. I okay. feel like. That's um, what I assumed. But yeah, the, it's not spelled out no. or anything. No. Yeah, it's like, oh, one of your friends disappears every December? This is really weird. (laughs) Yeah, I really needed a line from this new guy to be like, so why did you leave that law firm or something? Like, as they're walking out. It's not that tough to do that. You could easily do that, and it would, I'm not saying answer all my questions, but it's an easy thing to put in your movie. But we see him walking out with another guy, and he's just like, hey, yeah, you're uh, really good at whatever job we do now. Who knows where we work or what's going on here? And they hear a domestic scuffle and slapping and all the stuff we heard at the beginning of this movie. They rush to help. And I 
I totally love how this movie ends with just like panning like a crane shot just like panning up past her face you see that it's Miranda again you yep. see that there's this new guy involved and just pans up to the city streets of LA roll credits yep. yeah this is where this thing can take place Yeah, got plenty of people rotate it through sure and so, there we have it yeah. spellbinder and as everybody knows, you know, at the end of the episode, we sort of like to know or, or let our thoughts known as if you couldn't figure them out already. So, Laura, I'm assuming this is your favorite movie of all time uh, <laughs> and uh, nothing better. Oh, definitely. Yes. Okay. No, I mean, I don't know that I'd go that far, mm-hmm. but I did really enjoy this one because it. You know, it does a lot of things you expect it to, but it did surprise me a lot. And it's got a little bit of something for everybody. There's some romance, there's some action, Mm -hmm. there's some human sacrifice. You know, everything (laughs) that people look for in movies. All right. Yeah, I I totally agree, Jamie. Your thoughts, your feelings? Yeah, no, I agree. I enjoyed it. I thought I had a lot of fun with it. I liked the whole witchiness. I liked, I, again, I watched it alone in my place and I was spooked at times. Like who's looking at me through the windows when I went to bed at night, I had to listen to certain like calming music in my head because I watched it right before bed. And I was hearing those. Dem- it, Wait, it you hit- listen to music in your head, just like no, music my- you were thinking about. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, in my bed, I think I meant to say, but oh, anyway, okay. um, no, I enjoy, I the Tim Daly. You're right. Is not the greatest actor. And I yeah. guess that's the movie's one law but he suits he does a fine job in this so um she i liked she was great that i liked it i had a lot of fun with it i'd never heard of it or seen it ever before um i wouldn't say it was like oh my god this is my new favorite movie but i definitely enjoyed it thank you laura for bringing it to us because i would have never stumbled upon it otherwise yeah, thank you so much. I was I was so shocked by how much I enjoyed this, like how mm-hmm. much fun I had watching this movie. And like, like I said, this is this is something where first of all, I hope people watch this movie before they listen to us because I would, you know, it probably wouldn't have the same impact if it's spoiled for you. But I also feel like this is something that people should see. Like people yeah. should find this movie and watch it. And it's a shame that I never heard of, even heard of it before this yeah i think it's on an out of print blu-ray or something and it it was streaming somewhere i um that's how i saw it the first time and then when i went back to watch it it wasn't there anymore Mm -hmm. so i don't know if it's very easily available or um because that's a lot of times problems why people don't see it I can I can sort of answer some of these questions for you because uh, I rented this, of course, on Amazon Prime. And okay. when I went when I went to play it, uh, it said continue watching, and I was like, continue watching? What does this mean? So at one point, it's, it must have been free, but I was only like five minutes into it. So oh. then when I paid for it, it was like, do you want to keep watching? This? I don't remember hitting play on this at any point, oh. but. Uh, it is not out of print on Blu-ray. It's oh, it's not. a Kino release, which I did buy. So it'll yeah, be you did. And the reason I bought it is it has a commentary by the director. Oh, and I do. Splendid. I totally want to listen awesome. to what she has to say about this yeah. and, and everything like that. So, yeah. So, Well, thank you for telling out. me about that. Yeah. 
It's um, like it's like eleven dollars, so I think it's oh. worth the price if you can afford it. Yeah, that's uh, not so. Bad. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, uh, do you have Laura? I'll start with you. Do you have any recommendations either related to this in any way, or it doesn't need to be? But uh, do you have anything that people should check out after they watch Spellbinder? <laughs> yes. And I've narrowed it down to two because, of course, <laughs> I had a list. Great. Uh, but my first one is The Witches from 1966 Ooh. with Joan Fontaine. Um, it's about a, it says, following a horrifying experience with the occult in Africa, a school teacher moves to a small English village only to discover that black magic resides there as well. Ooh. Nice. A teacher, mind you. Ooh. So that one's, you know, it's um, mm-hmm. from the 60s, so there's a little campy stuff in it, it. But it's it's nice and fun and kind of like, oh, what's going on? Are they going to get her? Are they not going to get her yeah. type of thing? Um, and then my other one, I haven't seen in a very long time, but I remember enjoying it. And it also had kind of the, like, um, twists and turns is A Skeleton Key from 2005 oh, with yeah. Kate Hudson. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, okay, yeah, I remember. That took place in New Orleans, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, I remember enjoying that. I couldn't tell you a thing about it, but I think I liked yeah. it. And I didn't realize it's got Gina Rollins in it and John Hurt. It's like, wow, this is a much better oh, cast wow. okay. than I remembered. Um, but it's about a nurse who becomes a hospice worker, and then spooky, scary things start to happen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's perfect. That's a good uh, one you forget. I'll... I'll go next. Uh, I'm going to recommend. I, I sometimes don't like recommending movies from the 80s because I always feel like, well, we might do it sometime. But whatever. I try to avoid for the same. I know. Thing. Yeah. But go ahead. You got one. Uh, but I just watched a movie from 1989 called Black Rainbow. Oh. Um, it's kind of related, I guess. It's with Rosanna Arquette and Jason Robards. And they're a mother daughter t- or sorry, father daughter team. And she's like a medium. So he takes ah. her around to these churches and they bring people in and she it's it's kind of confusing because she appears to have this power being a medium and he seems to know that but she knows way more than she's saying and also at times she can like astral project like be in multiple places at multiple times and then she like tells some woman that her husband's dead and she's like no he's at home watching tv and this dude ends up being murdered and then these hitmen who killed this guy are like, well, the only person that knows this is a medium. But and then it seems like it could be a dumb, you know, sort of like movie where they're being hunted by people. But it's so much more fun and so much more interesting than that. So yeah, check it out. It's awesome. Hey, Jamie, yeah. you're. Um, uh, well, OK, so I, I had two, mm-hmm. two, but I'll tell you the one that I landed on. I was glad when Laura said two because I'm like, good, a girl like me can't make a decision. But <laughs> first one, the. I see. I think I've recommended this on the show before, probably around horror season in in October. That Lovecraft Craft Country. It's an HBO show. Um, have either of you seen it? I've heard it's really good, but I haven't seen it. It is really good. It yep. takes place with it. It takes place in the fifties, and it's this this black guy who goes and sort of researches the history of his family, and it's a lot of witchcraft, magic, horror. It's based off the some of Lovecraft's novels and short stories, some of them loosely. Um, 
it's just it's really well done. I don't usually I would say like this type of of shows, and I got hooked right away. And it's got it's got the magic, it's got the horror. It's really it's just really well done. It's HBO Max. Okay. Um, the one that I had first put down, and then I crossed it out because I was like, no, Lovecraft Country was even better. Um, I had recommended this, I think, on the show, but a while back because I haven't seen it in a while. It's called The Love Witch. It came out in 2016. DP, I told you about that one. It's It's really good. It's so great. Yes, but it's 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 stylized really nice, and this it's another kind of horror witchy um, falls right in the line. She made something else recently, Laura. Are you aware? I don't know why I'm asking you, but it's. All right, never mind. I don't know. I'm <laughs> okay. sorry. I was trying to like scroll through my brain, but nothing's coming. No, that's coming. okay. I, I think <laughs> it's either something that just came out or is coming out, but it it seems to have that same like swinging '60s feel mm-hmm. to it um, and look to it. So uh, I shouldn't have brought it up because I don't know what it's called, all and I also don't it. know the director slash star's name. So. <laughs> And I didn't uh, give it, so and I'm not going to because it was yeah. it was my backup recommendation. Okay. More but yeah, the Love Witch and Lovecraft Country. Oh, guys, so much love. Yeah. And we did we did it. We watched this movie. We talked about it. We gave great recommendations. Yeah. Five recommendations somehow yeah. at the end of this episode. So and another a... rec- final is to oh. recommend to watch Spellbinder. It was I think we all would all say it was a good movie, and I think we would all. Uh, I, yeah. I don't want to speak I, for it. it is a, it's a movie that at times felt like a made-for-TV movie. Like, it yeah. really sometimes felt yeah. made-for-TV, but takes chances and does things that a made-for-TV movie cannot do. So I, I right. appreciate it for that. So, yeah. So, um, Laura, again, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank um, you for having me. Yeah, no, we're so happy to talk to you. Uh, do you have anything that you want to talk about do you want to talk to us about fatal films like where can people find you whatever you want to promote this is your chance to do so oh yeah so um yeah my podcast fatal films i co-host with my sister and we talk about um women in the horror mystery thriller genre so we talk about movies tv shows we've done a few books but um it's more movies and tv based um and we're on most of all the podcast places and on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Fatal Femmes. And then my personal stuff is all the same. It's Canon Laura C. And on um, Instagram, uh, Twitter, same thing. I'm a little more active on my personal Twitter right now um, with all my family's health stuff. And I'm leaving soon for graduate school in Ireland. Oh, oh awesome. Um, for uh, I'm going to be studying film history and film studies. So uh, Fatal Films has had a little bit of a backseat, but we did release a episode recently with the off the mystery author Lane Fargo on American Psycho, and our next episode is going to be our Pride episode on Mulholland Drive. Oh, oh, oh so love great. it! Awesome, uh, Laura. I feel so stupid now. Um, did you mistype in Twitter 
Or did I misread? Uh-huh. When you said Ireland, I totally read France. Why did I think <laughs> did France? Did she mistype Ireland or France? There's Is that no what you way just you messed up. You must have. I don't know why I thought you were going to France. And I was I was really like, when I got you on here, I was going to be like, where are you staying? Do you speak any French at all? <laughs> no, you're going to Ireland. I was totally wrong. So she could just use an accent. That's a terrible, there you a terrible that's... Irish accent. But I do it every St. Patty's Day. I'm like, say happy St. Patrick's Day. Let's go get some... That's so terrible. I don't even want to continue. That's fine. You said enough you know, like Colin Farrell where people would be like, maybe. That's better than some professional actors that I've heard in some shows. So. Did, you see, did you see Lace also? Because the accent's in that. I don't know if you've seen that movie that we covered. I yikes. did. I was gifted a copy of that. and um, yeah, I, I, I sent that. I sent my copy to Laura. Oh, <laughs> Awesome. I have to say, my family was very much into it. We Limited, ended the right? first episode, and my dad was like, we got to start part two. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad's my kind of guy. God. I love him. Wow. That's awesome. Well, all right, everybody. It's turning to get listening. dark here. I didn't We've been talking, yeah, I was going to say, Jamie's in darkness <laughs> Well, now. I didn't put a light on in here, and it was light Could at first. witches now. looking in that window that's fine. They are! But uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will talk to you again in two weeks when we have another guest who brings another movie to us. So until then, everyone, have a great two weeks. And thank you, Laura. I heard it in the night. Words that thoughtless speak. Like vultures swooping down below on the devil's radio. Maybe I've made up for the fact that I've made y'all watch Ishtar.